Welcome to Choice Classic Radio. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and help keep this show alive by donating at choiceclassicradio.com. For more of your favorite old-time radio shows, join us on our companion podcast, Choice Classic Radio Detectives, where we bring to you tales from the greatest detective shows the golden age of radio had to offer. And now... With 526 episodes broadcast from 1941 to 1952, we bring to you The Inner Sanctum Mystery. Good evening, friends. Welcome again to The Inner Sanctum. I'm Raymond, your host. Uh, Come in, won't you, and sit down? Well, very nice to see so many of you here. People who believe in black magic, haunting, and ghosts. Huh? Oh, you don't believe in them? Well, our story tonight is about some sailors who didn't believe in them either. But it didn't take them very long to find out that such things did exist. That they were wrong. Dead wrong. Inner Sanctum Mysteries brings you one of Broadway's and radio's best-known stars, Arthur Vinton. Tonight, Mr. Vinton appears as Captain Beast in Dead Reckoning, an original radio drama by Robert Newman. When you have that all-in-down-and-out feeling, you may be a victim of irregularity. Then you can help restore your usual peasant figure by taking one or two Carter's Little Liver Pills with a glass of water when you go to bed tonight. Carter's Little Liver Pills help you feel better by providing remarkable two-way relief. Relief you cannot expect from a simple laxative alone. Here's what happens. First, Carter's little liver pills wake up the flow of a vital digestive juice, and they do this usually within 30 minutes after taking. Second, they help restore regularity. It's this two-way relief that works so fast and so differently to help you feel up on your toes again. So don't go on feeling way below par when you can get this kind of relief with Carter's little liver pills. Get a box from your druggist now, only 25 cents. And now I think we're ready. Ready to begin as weird and eerie a tale as ever made a sailor wish he'd never seen salt water. A story of... of something that came out of the fog to drag men to death in watery graves. So, if your nerves are good and you're not afraid of nightmares, then turn down the lights and listen to Dead Reckoning. The great banks which lie off our eastern seaboard, perilous waters, shrouded throughout most of the year by heavy fog. Slipping through the thick gray hall, with fog on wailing like a lost soul, in a small tramp steamer. It is late afternoon. There are two men on the bridge. Suddenly, the door of the wheelhouse opens. Afternoon, Mr. Ross. Afternoon, Captain. Weather's well, still pretty dirty, eh? Yes, sir. Better than ever. You've got lookout posted? Yes, sir. One man in the bow and one aloft. Good. I've been sailing these waters for 20 years, and I'm never really happy till I'm off the bank. I know, sir. I guess it's the fog. Never knowing what's ahead of you. What's likely to come out of it. Something's ahead, sir. Just 
What? Where? There it is, the schooner. It's almost dead ahead. Put your helm over hard. Hard over it, isn't He's still coming with... Ah, there, we'll just clear a stern. Another half minute, we'd have cut her in two. Ahoy, you lovers! What the thunder's the matter with you? Why aren't you sounding a foghorn? Something does seem to be the matter, sir. There's no one at the wheel. Yes, you're right. No one at the wheel, no one on deck, and... Look there. A distress signal. You'd better look into this. Half speed astern. Half speed astern, sir. Half speed astern. What do you think it is? I don't know. But she looks to me as if she's been abandoned. Maybe you'd better lower a boat, Mr. Ross. There is someone aboard it, sir. Look, just coming up from below. Great. Scotty's dived overboard. He's swimming this way. Up forward, Mr. Rawson. Heave my line. And when you get him on board, bring him up here. I, I... There he is, Captain. Kind of rocky. Got banged up a bit before we can haul him on board. Take it easy, there. I'm all right. Listen, Captain. Get away from here, fast. Get away? about the schooner you jumped off. The rest of the crew. Dead. Every last man. Dead? I'm the only one left alive. Dead of what? That thing got them. One after another. That grazing from the sea. If I hadn't locked myself in the galley, it would have... What are you talking about? Now, I'm sure you'd better lower a boat. Take a look, see, Mr. Ross. I got you. No, no. No, you fools. Don't you realize that it's still there on the schooner? Do you want it to follow you back here? Kill you off one by one, too? Don't you realize? Oh, here, catch him off. All right, sir. I've got it. Good. All right, inside here to my cabin. All right. Put him in on my bunk, yes? Yes, sir. There we are. Poor devil. We were shot. Think he's out of his head, sir? I don't know. It might be all imagination. On the other hand, we should investigate. I'll take a boat over and see what I can see. Get boys, men. Let her run. Around the shine. Here's her name, sir. The sea spray. Uh-huh. Grab that line. Make it fast, Gosling. Aye, aye, sir. That's the ticket. Now hold it steady, man, while Gosling and I climb on board. Huh? You... You want me to come with you, sir? Two of us will be able to search you that much more quickly. You're afraid of. I, I don't know, sir. I mean, nothing, sir. Come on. She still got all her sail set, sir. And everything battened down, just as if there was nothing wrong. Uh-huh. All right, anybody around? Anybody down there wouldn't they answer? Suppose there's sex. Suppose it's the plague or something. Well, okay. Everything's shipped down here, too. Clothes, bottles, still under all the books. That must be the galley. Take a look at that, Garden. Thank you. Nothing in here, either. Hot still on the stove like the cook had just been fixing supper. Couldn't it be the fire, sir? No sign of it anywhere. 
Couldn't have been a leak. The crew taking her to boat because they thought she was sinking. She's not riding as if she was waterlogged. Let's, let's get out of here, sir. What's the hurry? What are you so jumpy about? Jumpy? Who's jumpy? He's just a... Well, suppose I am. A crew don't abandon ship out in the middle of the banks for no reason. No, that's true. They don't. I'd give plenty to know what that reason was. Back to port when the water went funny. Funny? How? Turned salty and red. Red as blood. Ross, the rose in your tank. That's what we thought at the time. But that night, men started disappearing. Disappearing? Captain Bassett himself was the first. I left him at the wheel. I went low to get some grub. When he came back on deck, he was gone. Gone? Gone where? He didn't know. We put about, went back looking for him. We never found him. Stevens, the mate, took over, took the next trick at the wheel. And it was time to change watches. We found that he was gone, too. What are you getting us? The truth. Well, we figured we could still make port, even though we were short-handed. Anyway, we were pretty sure we'd be off the banks, out of the fog belt by morning. So that if we blew a distress signal, it would be seen. But in the morning, there was still fog all around us. It was like we couldn't get away from him. And another man was gone. Now, look here, Sam. Just a second, Mr. Ross. Let him finish. And that's the way it went. One man after another disappearing with no way of telling where they'd gone or what had happened to them. Not exactly, sir. Two more men went that day. Another that night. That left only two of us, Ross and myself. We were near crazy by that time. Trying to stick together. But we had to have someone at the wheel and we had to weed it. I went down to the galley to get some hard tracking. While I was down there, I heard Larson scream. I went back to the bridge. There he was fighting with... With it. 
What? But just did I... I couldn't really see it. Flossing it out that one yell. Then went backward over the rail. I stood there staring. And all of a sudden I felt something. Something soft and slimy trying to take hold of me. I dived back down to the galley. Slammed the door. Wait a minute. You mean... I mean something had come out of the fog and boarded the schooner. Something you couldn't see. It got all the rest of the crew, and if you hadn't come along when you did, it would have gotten me, too. Uh, how long has it been since you had anything to eat, Fanny? Since you had any real rest? About two days. Uh, well, I suppose you see the cook. Have give you something hot, and then go forward and get some sleep, eh? We'll talk about this again in the morning. You don't believe me, sir, do you? You think I'm out of my head? Oh, now, now, Fanny. You run along, and like I said, we'll talk about this some more tomorrow, eh? Yes, sir. You mean you do? Well, I don't know. But I won't be sorry when we get off the banks out of this fog tomorrow. Came out of the fog and dragged an entire crew to its doom. Has 
Taken possession of an ship. Will the same thing that happened to the sea spray happen again? In just a moment, we'll find out. Meanwhile, don't sit back and envy the life of the party all that pep and ginger. You may suffer a headachey, sluggish feeling due to irregularity, but thousands of others do too. And many of them shake it off by taking Carter's little liver pills. Try them tonight according to the directions on the package. Then tomorrow morning, see if you don't feel you can lick your weight in Wildcats. Here's the sound medical reason why Carter's little liver pills are so effective. They can give you two-way relief for sluggishness, something you cannot expect from a simple laxative. First, Carter's little liver pills wake up the flow of a vital digestive juice, and they start to do this usually within 30 minutes after taking. Second, they help restore regularity. It's this two-way relief that helps you feel better. feeling now. Have you had a chance to catch your breath? Wipe the cold perspiration off your brows? <laughs> oh? Oh, what you've heard so far hasn't bothered you, huh? Hmm. <laughs> Wait. Just a moment later now, in the three minutes, still on the bridge. Standing at the wheel, Ross and Captain Drake staring at him incredulously. I tell you, you're mad, fighting out of your head. You still don't believe me, eh? Did the water turn into blood or not? Of course it didn't. That's nonsense. It's just rust. Corrosion in the tank. And the fact that we're still in the same place you were yesterday after sailing for 24 hours? Our figuring was just off, that's all. Their directions never completely accurate. All right, Captain. That's the way you want it, fine. But I wonder what you're going to say when the men start disappearing. Enough, I mean. Who else is on watch, Mr. Ross? Who's the lookout? Ready, huh? Go get him. Tell him to come up here and take Fanning's place at the wheel. Hi, right, sir. Sonny, hi there. Hey. Now, as for you, Fanning, uh, you'd better get back to your bunk and lie down. Yes, you're sick. Mr. Ross should never let you stand to watch. Oh, I'm sick, am I? It's all my imagination. Okay, Captain. Let's say you're right about the war. Our position. What about the sea spray? What happened to my shipmates, the rest of the crew? I don't know, and I can't worry about that right now. I've been leaving the coast guard to look into. But I'm not going to have you scaring the wits out of my crew. So if you say one more word about this to any of my captain, I'll... I won't. I've got a hunch I won't have to. What do you mean? Nothing except that. But he's not there. He's, he's gone. Gone? Gone where? I don't know. He reported here at 8,000, went up to the bar to relieve Blake. That's the last anyone saw of it. Is that McGilly, the postal? No, sir. He, he must have dropped off to sleep or something. Fallen overboard. Fallen overboard. That's what we thought on the sea spray when Captain Bassett disappeared. But he didn't fall. He was dragged overboard by that, that thing. Will you shut up, Fanning? I won't shut up. What can I say to make you believe me? I, I said it was here, here on board this ship. And it's going to get the rest of us one by one unless... There's only one thing to do. Take to the boat. Step out to the ship and abandon it. What? No, I know you're mad. Get aboard and stay there. All right, Captain. I'll go. But remember, I warned you. Anything that happens from now on is on your country. Six bells and all's well. Keep where she goes, Garson. South, southwest. Aye, sir. South, southwest. 
Last is fog. So thick as ever. That's the ship's length ahead. Oh, sir. Begging your pardon, sir. Yes. Shouldn't we be off the banks out of the fog by now? Why, no, God. We evidently made a mistake in our reckoning. According to the radio compass bearing we got this morning, we're still around the middle of the banks. Won't be clear until tomorrow. I see, sir. Oh, by the way, Carson, what are the men saying about Slitty disappearing that way? Why, nothing, sir. Except. Yes. Well, sir, we can't understand how he could have fallen overboard with the sea so calm. And then there's this here business of the water turning funny. Feeling kind of jumpy about that, too. Hmm. Yeah, well, what's that? Looks well, like a small craft fishing for us. Bessie is off the starboard. Sailing parallel to us. A schooner. He's up at the bows. Look out. Right there. Well, what's the matter with him? Is he asleep? Why didn't he sing out when he saw her? I don't know, sir. I'll. Captain Bates. Captain Bates. I thought I told you to stay below, buddy. You did, but. That schooner. Do you recognize her? Recognize her? She does look familiar. Great. Scott. It's the sea spray. What? Can't be. We're not accepting her good 200 miles from here. You only think you are. Besides, when we left her yesterday, she was deserted. But now, she just sounded a foghorn. They're men of water. You can see them. Yes, men. But what kind of men? Look at them through your glasses, Mr. Roberts. That's what I'm doing. Oh. Good Lord. Her face. All green, bloated, swollen. Why, they... They look as if they were dead. Look... They are dead. Drowned men come back out of the sea, sailing on and on through the fog, following us and waiting until... One more word out of you, Fanny, and I'll put you in iron. Give me that glass, Mr. Ross. Too late, sir. The schooner is gone. Hmm. Well, come on apart with me and let's see what's wrong with Blake. Yes. I'm coming, too. Hey, too. Now, what's that? Come on, watch, guard, and stay at the wheel. He'll stay on course. If anything has happened to Blake, I want to know it. And the rest of the crew will want to know it, too. Well... All right, then. Come on. I don't like this, sir. We may be in trouble if Godfrey won't take orders. Yeah, the hunts are all getting jumping out of hand. Ah, it's all right. There's Blake leaning against the rail. Blake? Look again. It's not Blake. It's Smitty. And look at him, sir. He's dead. Bringing wet and with seaweed in his hair. He was drowned. But he came back from the sea just like my mates on the sea spray. That blast you, Fanning. I warned you, but you wouldn't listen. Now will you abandon ship? Stay to the boat? Now I've had enough of this. Enough of you and your warning. Laugh him, Carson, Mr. Ross. I, I, I won't go through it again. I can't. Only one man has another quarter to die. Drive to his party. I know you're sooner or later. I can't. 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 Ship? Every last man. We're all alone, just the two of us. Well, 
help me up, will you, Mr. Ross? I'm still a little shaky. Of course. There you are. They didn't take the life raft, sir. We could probably get one of them over the side. And you mean you want to abandon ship, too? Well, not exactly, but after all, the two of us couldn't get her in the port. Is that the reason, or is it because you're afraid? Because you're starting to believe in that thing from the sea also. About half and half. I mean, well, after all, everything that's happened so far, finding the sea spray deserted, Smitty and Blake disappearing, then Smitty coming back, drawn very well, Mr. Ross. I'll help you launch a life raft if you like, you can go. But I'm staying with my ship. Well, in that case, I'll stay with you, sir. Good man. I kind of thought you would. What's our first move? Up to the radio room. We'll send out an SOS. That's for help. Right, sir. Even if you do think there's some explanation for everything that's happened, the ship is kind of spooky now, isn't it? Fog. Everything's quiet. Dead like... What's that? The engine room telegraph. Someone rang for half speed ahead. Why, we're moving. Getting underway. Who? There's no one on board but the two of us. Maybe one of the engineers didn't go. Stay below. No one stayed, I tell you. No one. There's just the two of us on board and... Mark on. So I'll try. I don't like this. You don't like it, I... Someone coming. They're heading for the bridge. Can you see who or what? What? Dear 
that. You knew there was no such thing all the time? <laughs> of course you did. But just the same, if I were you, I wouldn't try to stand up just yet. With your knees knocking together like that, you might find it a bit difficult, huh? <laughs> but I, I do hope you enjoyed tonight's story. Glad to be with us again next week at this same time. And if in the meantime you should happen to take an ocean trip, and if while you're out you should run into heavy weather, and while you're standing alone on the deck at night, something should reach out of the darkness and grab hold of you. <laughs> but don't worry. It won't be the thing from the sea. It'll just be one of the other passengers trying to find his way to the rail. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yes. If you haven't done so, be sure to read this month's Inner Sanctum Mystery, Footsteps Behind Her, by Mitchell Wilson. Will you wake up tomorrow morning feeling chipper and spry? Or will you call out of bed with that sluggish, headachey, what's-the-use feeling due to irregularity? Well, try this. Just before you go to bed tonight, take one or two Carter's Little Liver Pills with a glass of water. Then see if tomorrow morning isn't rosy and bright. See if your usual pep and cheerfulness aren't back. There's a sound medical reason why Carter's bring you these remarkable results. Carter's Little Liver Pills provide two-way relief. Relief you cannot expect from a simple laxative alone. First, they wake up the flow of a vital digestive juice. And they start to do this usually within 30 minutes after taking. Second, they help restore regularity. It's this two-way relief that helps you feel better so fast and so differently. Good night. Present dream, huh? This is the Blue Network. That concludes today's episode. We'd like to thank you and remind you to donate at choiceclassicradio.com. Remember, your donations make episodes like this possible.